Welcome everybody to the Motive Podcast. Uh, I'm Shaden. I got my my boy here, Steve. I got Blake and Sadie with me, and uh, we're gonna keep this on a little more brief and quick, uh, as I know everybody needs that. So I'm gonna turn it over to Blake. He's got a topic prepared for us, and we're gonna go from there. Yeah, we're gonna do this one really fast. So the topic that's been on my mind lately is the idea of treating our kids as capable. Um, you could also flip that and, and talk about like the, the cons of treating our kids as incapable. And, um, you know, some key words that we talk about is rescuing. You know, when we talk about parenting, we talk about rescuing, we talk about enabling, and that those are really problematic. And so I've found over the years as I work with parents or kids, it just continues to pop up for me. I don't know if it does for you guys. The idea that they're, you know, parents are either doing everything for their kids or bailing them out of like hard situations, whether that's grades, whether it's physical stuff, sports, like letting them quit, um, defending maybe some of their poor behaviors as kids. Um, and so that was something I wanted to talk about because I think it's important. I think these days, I, th I think it's easy to go that route in our society. Um, and if one of us could write a book on it, we'd probably make a lot of money if we figured it out for everybody, but that's kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah, I think a lot of parents have that concern of how much can I push my child versus I'm not pushing them enough, right? Especially when you throw in like the depression, anxiety that so many of the kids that we see present with, that ends out complicating this further. Yeah. And I think we live in an age of anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, you posted something about that too on, on Motive Men earlier today or yesterday or something, you, you use that phrase like age of anxiety. Mm. Um, and, and I think that's true. I think there's a lot of reasons for that, whether it's social media um, or just, you know, our society in general has kind of gone that way where we, we take it easy on our kids. And we're not talking about being hard on our kids unnecessarily, but we are talking about letting them do hard things and expecting them to do hard things and teaching them to do hard things. And something that, uh, um, Sadie and I were talking about before before we started was this idea of like helicopter parents and you were a teacher mm -hmm. right and and you introduced a topic um or a concept called lawnmower parents that I have not heard about yeah so we interested. used to call them lawnmower parents so tell us what that is because I think everybody kind of knows what helicopter parents are um, we could define that too, but I'd, I I'd really love to hear about lawnmower parents sure yeah lawnmower parents I mean you're you're pushing obstacles out of the way. You're kind of paving this way for kids so that they don't have anything difficult, whether it be like peer relationships, too much stress at school, um, sports, all the things that you had previously mentioned. But that lawnmower parent, you're really just let's have it be as smooth as possible for you. Yeah. Which really does the kids a disservice. So um, even as teachers, we kind of we would fall into this pattern uh and you had to be really careful not to do it so in the younger grades you have lots of operant conditioning so well good job here's your skittle you know here's your star here's your sticker whatever it may be m&ms yeah m&ms my classroom was kind of like a parade <laughs> just <laughs> throwing candy all day <laughs> um but you there was this fine line that once you get into those upper grades that needed to be, once that conditioning is there, we really should be evolving into this, uh, you know, internal motivation where we're doing things because it feels good and we want to challenge ourselves. And so um, 
I would find that with teachers that didn't make this evolution, it almost increased the anxiety that kids were experiencing because now there's this set way to do things. Here's step number one, here's step number two, and we check it off. But all the while, sure, they're they're being able to measure themselves as far as, okay, I did the task, I did this thing, I did it right. But they're not learning how to trust themselves. What if I fail? What if I don't do a good job? What then? And I feel like our kids are coming up with that challenge more and more where, what what do I do if I fail? Hmm. So we stop trying and hence more lawnmower parenting where we don't trust our kids to fail and they don't trust themselves to fail. And we kind of support the system that way. It's so interesting because I'm I'm sitting here like thinking of if, if you went and asked a parent, hmm. do you think your kid is capable of such and such and, and such? They would say yes. Sure. Hmm. Right. They'd be hmm. like, of course. You know, because they're a good parent. The good things, though, you know, do you think your child is capable of being on the sports team or getting good grades? Yeah. But if you were to ask them, hey, do you think your kid's capable of, you know, managing their emotions if Mm. they're faced with, you know, peers um, like bullying or judgments about themselves? That's a good point because, whoa, did you hear that sweet squeak? No. Uh-uh. Okay. I did. Um, it's, a, it's the headphones. Yeah. Uh, it's a good point because I always just think of kind of the generals, like, uh, you know, are your kids capable of doing hard things? And mm. those are really, I hadn't thought about that angle from it. So that's, that's another good angle to think about. But just in general, like if you asked parents, like, yeah, are your kids capable of such and such? And they'd, they'd probably get really excited. Of course they are. You know, my kid's great. And blah, blah. It's like, well, why do you do everything for them? Right. And so the other the flip side to that, that we don't usually phrase this way. And we've all talked about it, having worked at like residentials and stuff and worked with a lot of parents is like you are treating your kid as incapable. Right. And if you really think about it, it's disrespectful. Right. Like you're disrespectful to your kid. Yeah. You're implicitly showing them that they can't do this task. Yeah. That's the message. Right. And then that pattern that you talk about, it it becomes established in the kid's mind subconsciously right because they wouldn't also be like i can't do anything um but but i think it's it's ingrained over time it's that pattern that just starts to become carved out and and anytime something starts to feel uncomfortable they are allowed to be bailed out yeah which they're looking to be bailed out right because they know that they can they can Mm -hmm. right and so they look that's like they're automatic they're like i'm gonna get bailed out this is too hard I'll have my mom write my paper, right? Mm-hmm. I'll have my dad do my math problems, whatever it is, whether it's homework or a whole bunch of like mowing the lawn, right? It's like, oh, I did a few lines and it's just, it's like, oh, that, I'll do it, right? Mm-hmm. And that just means like, you're not good enough. You're not capable enough. We don't think it, but it almost doesn't matter what our intention is. Yeah. When the behavior is, I'm going to bail you out because I can do it better and more efficiently. I think that's an insecurity on parents' part, though. Yeah. You know? And, well, I don't think they're intending to send the message that, no. hey, you're not capable. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really hard for parents to see their kids struggle. Even when I think about that on my own, like I've had some deep reflection in this area where I've thought, ooh. But why? Do you understand why? Like, do you think, why is that, do you think? Well, I think we we adopt a little bit too much accountability for how our kids are behaving and how they can handle things and so if we're seeing our child 
suffer because they're struggling through something we i think like, parents I think it reflects on us yeah like parents. oh i yeah. must have so done something wrong okay. yeah this is on me somehow so i've totally done that now i need to absolutely be yeah. better about making this easier for my kid or it, it must be on me instead of huh but i think what skills do they have the difference too is and are you even aware of that i don't like think it's the fact you you said i've done that before and i've said the same thing but i also think there, I have a, a probably a little bit more of an advantage of like watching myself. Like I think as therapists, we get we just train ourselves better to be able to watch ourselves. And I think a lot of parents listening, a good challenge could be is could you can you just watch yourself? Like what's going on for you when this is happening, mm-hmm. and and take a, an emotional inventory of what's going literally what's going on for you. I mean, this happened in my son's baseball game for me just last week. It was it was terrible, and where I I could just. I I was literally just living as he was struggling. I couldn't tolerate his struggle. Mm -hmm. And it's all because of love. Like I just love him and I want him to do so well. And I want him to, because he's been working and working hard. And I mean, he probably took 500 swings during the week. And then he got in the K in the, in the actual game. And like, you could, I could see that fear coming up of striking out and and swinging. And, and inside of me though, it was, it was a, a literal emotion from like abdomen to, to neck of like tension in me that I was just trying to breathe out. And it was, it was all based on me watching him struggle. And, and then I did slip up at times where I'm like, come on, like you can do this. And like, which I wanted to put, I want to push him because I, I mean, that's good to encourage, but he could also sense that this was also coming from dad, like, or Shaden. I shouldn't even say dad. Like this is Shaden. That's kind of like, come on, like you, you can. So it's almost this opposite of what we're talking about is like, I believe in his capability so much yes. that even when he struggled, I couldn't, I was having a hard time tolerating that emotion itself. So then we, when we can't tolerate our own emotion and, and regulate it, we then act in behaviors that off the, to, to try to regulate and they're not the best usually. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I think when we talk about these things, it's important. Like I, I can recognize when I feel that yep. and I even want to, that doesn't mean I do. But do I bail my kid out sometimes? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do I? Does that a bad thing? I don't think so. If it's just once in a while, because yeah, again, pattern. that's not a pattern. So when we talk about rescuing and enabling as a problem, it's because it's extreme and it's a pattern, right? So sometimes you're cool. Sometimes you're the cool parent and you get to bail your kid out. Like it's cool. That sure. that actually helps the relationship sometimes. Um, Good it's, point. If it's if it's here and there and it's kind of random and sporadic which is, that's the way to go, you know, but if it's every day or if it's like, oh, and you're just coddling, enabling and rescuing, that's when it becomes problematic. But again, intention, it kind of doesn't matter. But it does, it is important to point out that all of that does come from love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it does. Yeah. All of our efforts yeah. come from love, but it's just misguided. One thing that came to mind as you were speaking, Shaden, was um, I and I, I came across across this question as I was trying to battle with my own feelings of, gosh, why is this so hard for me to watch my own kids? This happened maybe a month ago where I was watching uh, my son really struggle with something and I thought, oh, why is this so difficult? And I I realized I'd been asking myself a question that I tend to use to guide myself through a lot of difficult things, but 
um, it specifically applies to this, which is what can I learn about myself in this situation? So before I go to rescue or why do I have this desire to rescue? Why, why is this feeling from, you know, chest to neck just coming up for me? Um, and really what can I learn about myself? How is this a problem that I can take care of within me? Because sometimes that's the battle that we're really facing there. Our kids can do it, but we have to get to that place where we can trust that we can trust them. Yeah, good point. I just had another thought, though, how important it is to like kind of find a balance because sometimes I think I have swung too far the other way where it's just go, go, go. Like you like Me work too. hard, work hard, mm -hmm. work hard. And when they're struggling to lack empathy and understanding and like a soft, just kind of like, and I don't mean soft in a harmful way, just like inviting like, hey, is there anything I can do to help? Like whatever, if you need help, ask me. Instead, it's just go hard, go hard, go hard. And I'm just like, I I do err on that side sometimes. I don't know about you guys. I like to think of, um, instead of that, hey, if you need something, ask me. I, I like to tell my kids, here's what you can expect of me in this situation. Mm. I'm over here rooting for you. Mm -hmm. I believe this in you. I see this in you. Um, here's my struggles with it. So if you're having a hard time, here's how you can expect me to respond. Um, that way they know they can yeah. approach us with those challenges that they have. It's not a surprise of, gosh, are they expecting a lot of me or what's going to happen? Yeah. I'm curious to know like what, what you guys, how you see this in adults that they were probably rescued mm. or enabled. I know it's like a got me stumped. Put you on, put you on the spot. In adults, yeah, just like what do you see in your office oh, yeah. that you're like, dude, you weren't pushed, you weren't expected mm. to do hard things, okay, and now they're in therapy. Yeah, it's a lack of emotional resilience. Yeah, Probably. it's a. That victim mentality. Sometimes, Sometimes. It, it it's more to me. I think that's just an easy way to say it. Like the right. I, don't, I, I just clear of those, stay clear of those. Sometimes, but to me, it's more literally like a a, a thermometer. Uh, if you look at it, at what temperature can you tolerate before mm -hmm. you before you implode or before you shut down? Before fight, flight, or freeze even might come in, or before. Uh, unhealthy coping patterns start to happen. And so to, that's where doing hard things just enables you to do more hard things. It's what we push on motive men. So we push on a lot of other areas of life too, so that we can rose, raise that emotional resilience so that I can, I can feel that thing with my son and I can just take it. I can take it and I can stay connected. I can stay in myself, stay, stay planted rather than trying to then use anything external from me to try to deal with it. Yeah. And that's what I see in adults that where that's what that's what an addiction is. Yeah. And that's what social media is for adults. That's another topic we could talk about. Oh, we will. Anyway, other yeah. thoughts, Steve, for you? Uh, yeah, with emotional resilience, it's it's that like with regulating that temperature. I had a thought, it'll come back to me. But uh oh, I think it leads to misinterpreting assertiveness. Mm. And like, okay, if I got, if a boss gave me direct feedback and I'm not, and I can't temp, uh, I can't regulate it or I can't be aware of really what it is that this person has care for me and wants me to improve, but I just see them as telling me exactly how it is and I'm not used to it. It's going to lead to problems. I mean, in a yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Like they will start to feel resentful, but they also Absolutely. need a job. 
Yeah. So they just sit there and deal with it and their anxiety and depression starts spiking. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to that, that tolerance for it. I think the, the way I see it most is, yeah, I think in assertiveness, it's just like, I've coached so many people to go talk to their boss or a yeah. supervisor and it's the simplest thing oh, to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And and they're like, what do you mean? I can say that. <laughs> and you have yeah. to give them permission. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't? Like, there's nothing aggressive about this statement. It's just, hey, you know, I I need to talk with you. Can I? Can we spend a few minutes? And I I just have some questions. I'm I'm struggling with a certain thing. Yeah. Like, what do you? mean? That's scary. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It, it is, is scary for you, right? And and that's a hard where thing. you are. Yeah, it's a hard thing. And as adults, the I, I guess what I'm trying to I'm trying to be careful with my words here, but kids when they don't get their way or when they've expected a certain thing what do they do they like tantrum mm -hmm. adults kind of have a different way of doing it yep. right and i think it's coping. totally it's what you said it's addictions it's porn it's drugs it's whatever like i cannot tolerate this type of emotional pain so i'm gonna distract it and yeah. feel better instantaneously and it's it's a freaking trick it is it's a trick you know and so i guess the reason I really wanted to talk about this is uh, we're being told to wrap up a little bit. We're yeah, gonna... we told everyone to be yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. What are we thinking? <laughs> yeah, therapists having a quick <laughs> conversation about important stuff. So, but I guess, I guess wrapping up, I would ask parents to really think about like the pros of doing everything for your kids because there are some, right? Things are done more efficiently more effectively, they're done right. Mm. Um, your kid can be quote unquote successful with their grades or whatever it is um, on the outward because we think it reflects on us. But then also think about the cons, which we touched on. As adults, your kids won't be ready for hard stuff and they will have a boss. They will have a supervisor. They will have a professor that's not going to give them the grade. You can't retake tests, blah, blah, blah. And yep. so I, I think that's just a, a way to kind of wrap that up and like really think about how your like parenting style is in, in impacting your, your kids. Yeah. And if you are dysregulated often by your children, there's something going on for you Yeah, to the point of where you just can't tolerate it and more in like pretty typical situations, there's something going on that again, therapy would help and probably not a lot of sessions either. Yeah. It's good to get honest about totally. it. There's something there. I promise that can be broken really quickly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of hope the right there. Work, so, so anyway, if you need some work. Yeah, absolutely. Start working on it. Cool. Thanks for listening. Thanks.